surveilling, discrediting, subversion, targeted groups the FBI deemed subversive, the lowest of the low. In today's show, we will explore the history of COINTELPRO. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares-Reyes. In today's topic, we will define COINTELPRO. COINTELPRO, derived from Counterintelligence Program, was a series of covert and illegal projects conducted by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting and disrupting domestic American political organizations. FBI records show COINTELPRO resources targeted groups and individuals the FBI deemed subversive, including feminist organizations, the Communist Party USA, anti-Vietnam War organizers, activists of the Civil Rights Movement or Black Power Movement, Martin Luther King Jr., the Nation of Islam, and the Black Panther Party, environmentalists and animal rights organizations, the American Indian Movement, independence movement, such as Puerto Rico independence groups, like the Young Lords and the Puerto Rican Socialist Party, and a variety of organizations that were part of the broader New Left unrelated group, such as the Ku Klux Klan. In 1971, in San Diego, the FBI financed, armed, and controlled an extreme right-wing group of former members of the Minutemen anti-communist paramilitary organization, transforming it into a group called the Secret Army Organization that targeted groups, activists, and leaders involved in the anti-war movement using both intimidation and violent acts. The FBI has used covert operations against domestic political groups since its inception. However, covert operations under the official COINTELPRO label took place between 1956 and 1971. COINTELPRO Pro tactics are still used to this day and have been alleged to include discrediting targets through psychological warfare, smearing individuals and groups using forged documents, and by planning false reports in the media, harassment, wrongful imprisonment, and illegal violence, including assassination. According to the Senate report, the FBI's motivation was protecting national security preventing violence, and maintaining the existing social and political order. 
Beginning in 1969, leaders of the Black Panther Party were targeted by the COINTELPRO and neutralized by being assassinated, imprisoned, publicly humiliated, or falsely charged with crimes. Some of the Black Panthers affected included Fred Hampton, Mark Clark, Zaid Shakur, Geronimo Pratt, Mamiya Abu-Jamal, and Marshall Conway. Common tactics used by COINTELPRO were perjury, witness harassment, witness intimidation, and withholding of exculpatory evidence. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover issued directives governing COINTELPRO ordering FBI agents to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of these movements and especially their leaders. Under Hoover, the agent in charge of COINTELPRO was William C. Sullivan. Attorney, Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy personally authorized some of the programs given written approval for limited wiretapping of Martin Luther King's phones on a trial basis for a month or so. Hoover extended the clearance so his men were unshackled to look for evidence in any areas of King's life they deemed worthy. History Centralized operations under COINTELPRO officially began in August 1956 with a program designed to increase factionalism, cause disruption and win defections inside the Communist Party USA. Tactics tactics included anonymous phone calls, internal revenue service or IRS audits, and the creation of documents that would divide the American Communist Organization internally. An October 1956 memo from Hoover reclassified the FBI's ongoing surveillance of black leaders, including, including it with COINTELPRO with the justification that the movement was infiltrated by communists. In 1956, Hoover sent an open letter denouncing Dr. T. R. M. Howard, a civil rights leader, surgeon, and a wealthy entrepreneur in Mississippi who had criticized FBI inaction in solving recent murders of George W. Lee, Emmett Till, and other African Americans in the South. When the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, an African-American civil rights organization, was founded in 1957, the FBI began to monitor and target the group almost immediately, focusing particularly on Bayard Rustin, Stanley Levison, and eventually Martin Luther King Jr. After the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, Hoover singled out King as a major target for COINTELPRO. Under pressure from Hoover to focus on King, Sullivan wrote, In the light of King's powerful demagogic speech, we must mark him now, if we have not done so before, as the most dangerous Negro of the future in this nation from the standpoint of communism the Negro, and national security. Soon after the FBI was systematically bugging King's home and his hotel rooms, as they were now aware that King was growing 
in stature daily as the most prominent leader of the civil rights movement. In the mid-1960s, King began to publicly criticize the Bureau for giving insufficient attention to the use of terrorism by white supremacists. Hoover responded by publicly calling the most notorious liar in the United States. In his 1991 memoir, Washington Post journalist Carl Rowan asserted that the FBI had sent at least one anonymous letter to King encouraging him to commit suicide. Historian Taylor Branch documents an anonymous November 21, 1964 suicide package sent by the FBI that contained audio recordings obtained through tapping King's phone and placing bugs throughout various hotel rooms over the past two years, and that was created two days after the announcement of King's impending Nobel Peace Prize. The tape, which was prepared by FBI audio technician John Mater, documented a series of King's sexual indiscretions combined with a letter telling him, there is only one way out for you. You better take it before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent self is barred to the nation. King was subsequently informed that the audio would be released to the media if he did not acquiesce and commit suicide prior to accepting his Nobel Peace Prize. When King refused to satisfy their coercion tactics, FBI Associate Director Cartha D. Deloach commenced a media campaign offering the surveillance transcript to various news organizations, including Newsweek and Newsday. And even by 1969, as has been noted elsewhere, Efforts to expose Martin Luther King Jr. had not slackened, even though King had been dead for a year. The Bureau furnished ammunition to opponents that enabled attacks on King's memory and tried to block efforts to honor the slain leader. During the same period, the program also targeted Malcolm X, while an FBI spokesperson has denied the FBI was directly involved in Malcolm's murder in 1965, it is documented that the Bureau woke to widen the rift between Malcolm and Elijah Muhammad through infiltration and the sparking of acrimonious debates within the organization, rumor-mongering, and other tactics designed to foster internal disputes which ultimately led to Malcolm's assassination. And we'll be right back after this. FBI heavily infiltrated Malcolm's organization of Afro-American unity in the final months of his life. The Pulitzer Prize winning biography of Malcolm X 
by Manning Marable asserts that most of the men who plotted Malcolm's assassination were never apprehended and that the full extent of the FBI's involvement in his death cannot be known. Amidst the urban unrest of July to August 1967, the FBI began COINTELPRO Black Hate, which focused on King and the SCLC as well as the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, the Revolutionary Action Movement, the Deacons of, for Defense and Justice, Congress of Racial Equality, CORE, and the, and the Nation of Islam. Black Hate established the Ghetto Informant Program and instructed 23 offices to disrupt, misdirect, discredit it, or otherwise neutralize the activities of black nationalist hate type organizations. A March 1968 memo stated the program's goal was to prevent the coalition of militant black nationalist groups to prevent the rise of a messiah who could unify the militant black nationalist movement to pinpoint potential troublemakers and neutralize them before they exercise their potential for violence against authorities to prevent militant black nationalist groups and leaders from gaining respectability by discrediting them to both the responsible community and to liberals who have vestiges of sympathy and to prevent the long-range growth of militant black organizations, especially among youth. Dr. King was said to have potential to be the messiah figure should he abandon nonviolence and integrationism. And Stokely Carmichael was noted to have the necessary charisma to be a real threat in his way as he was portrayed as someone who was espoused a much more militant vision of black power. While the FBI was particularly concerned with leaders and organizers, they did not limit their scope of target to heads of organizations. Individuals, such as writers, were also listed among the targets of operations. This program coincided with a broader federal effort to prepare military responses from urban riots and began, began to increase into collaboration between the FBI Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Agency, and the Department of Defense. The CIA launched its own domestic espionage project in 1967 called Operation Chaos. A particular target was the Poor People's Campaign, a national effort organized by King and the SCLC to occupy Washington, D.C. The FBI monitored and disrupted the campaign on a national level while using targeted smear tactics locally to undermine the support for the march. The Black Panther Party was another targeted organization wherein the FBI collaborated to destroy the party from the inside out. Overall, COINTELPRO encompassed disruption and sabotage of the Socialist Workers' Party, 1961, the Ku Klux Klan, 1964, the Nation of Islam, and the Black Panther Party, 1967, and the entire New Left social political movement, which included anti-war, 
Community and Religious Groups, 1968, a later investigation by the Senate's Church Committee. Official congressional committees and several court cases have concluded that the COINTELPRO operations against communist and socialist groups exceeded statutory limits on FBI activity and violated constitutional guarantees of freedom of speech and association. Program Revealed The program was secret until 1971 when the Citizens Commission to investigate the FBI burgled an FBI field office in Media, Pennsylvania, took several dossiers and exposed the program by passing this material to news agencies. The boxing match known as the fight of the century between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier in March of 1971 provided the cover for the activist group to successfully, successfully pull off the burglary. Muhammad Ali was a COINTELPRO target because he had joined the Nation of Islam and the anti-war movement. Many news organizations initially refused to immediately publish the information with the notable exception of the Washington Post. After affirming the reliability of the documents, it published them on the front page in defiance of the Attorney General's request, prompting other organizations to follow suit. Within the year, Director J. Edgar Hoover declared that the centralized COINTELPRO was over and that all future counterintelligence operations will be handled case by case. Additional documents were revealed in the course of separate lawsuits filed against the FBI by NBC correspondent Carl Stern, the Socialist Workers' Party, and a number of other groups in 1976 the Select Committee to Study Governmental Operations with Respect to Intelligence Activities of the United States Senate, commonly referred to as Church Committee, after its chairman, Senator Frank Church, a Democrat from Idaho, launched a major investigation of the FBI and COINTELPRO. Many released documents have been partly or entirely redacted the final report of the select committee castigated the conduct of the intelligence community in its domestic operations, including COINTELPRO, in no circumstances. The committee finds that the domestic activities of the intelligence community at times violated specific statutory prohibitions and infringed the constitutional rights of American citizens. The legal question, the legal questions involved in intelligence programs were not often considered. On other occasions, they were intentionally disregarded in the belief that because the program served the national security, the law did not apply. While intelligence officers on occasion failed to disclose to their superiors programs which were illegal of questionable legality, the committee finds that most serious breaches of duty were those of senior officials who were responsible for controlling intelligence activities and generally failed to assure compliance with the law. Many of the techniques used would be intolerable in a democratic society, even if at all of the targets 
had been involved in violent activity. But COINTELPRO went far beyond that. The Bureau conducted a sophisticated vigilante operation aimed at squarely at preventing the exercise of the First Amendment's rights of freedom of speech and association on the theory that preventing the growth of dangerous groups and the propagation of dangerous ideas would protect the national security and deter violence. The Church Committee documented a history of the FBI exercising political repression as far back as World War I and through the 1920s, when agents were charged with rounding up anarchists, communists, socialists, reformists, and revolutionaries for deportation. From 1936 through 1976, the domestic operations were increased against political and anti-war groups. Intended Effects The intended effect of the FBI's COINTELPRO was to expose, disrupt, misdirect, or otherwise neutralize groups that the FBI officials believed were subversive by instructing the FBI field operatives to create a negative public image for target groups, for example, through surveilling activists and then releasing negative personnel negative personal information to the public. Break down internal organization by creating conflicts, for example, by having agents exacerbate racial tensions or send anonymous letters to try to create conflicts. Create dissension between groups, for example, by spreading rumors that the other groups were stealing money. Restrict access to public resources, for example, by pressuring nonprofit organizations to cut off funding or material support. Restrict the ability to organize protests, for example, through agents promoting violence against police during planning and protests. Restrict the ability of individuals to participate in group activities, for example, by character assassinations, false arrests, and surveillance. We'll be right back after this. According to attorney Brian Glick in his book, War at Home, the FBI used five main methods during COINTELPRO. Infiltration. Agents and informers did not merely spy on political activists. Their main purpose was to discredit, disrupt, and negatively redirect action. Their very presence served to undermine undermine trust and scare off potential supporters. The FBI and police exploited this fear to smear genuine activists as agents. Psychological Warfare 
The FBI and police use myriad dirty tricks to undermine progressive movements. They planted false media stories and published bogus leaflets and other publications in the name of targeted groups. They forged correspondence, sent anonymous letters, and made anonymous telephone calls. They spread misinformation about meetings and events, set up pseudo-movement groups run by government agents, and manipulated or strong-armed parents, employers, landlords, school officials, and others to cause trouble for activists. They used bad jacketing to create suspicion about targeted activists, sometimes with lethal consequences. Harassment via the legal system. The FBI and police abuse the legal system to harass dissidents and make them appear to be criminals. Officers of the law gave perjured testimony and presented fabricated evidence as a pretext for false arrest and wrongful imprisonment. They discriminatorily enforce tax laws and other government regulations and use conspicuous surveillance, investigative interviews, and grand jury subpoenas in an effort to intimidate activists and silence their supporters. Illegal Force The FBI conspired with local police departments to threaten dissidents to conduct illegal break-ins in order to search dissident homes and to commit vandalism, assaults, beatings, and assassinations. The objective was to frighten or eliminate dissidents and disrupt their movements. Undermine public opinion. One of the primary ways the FBI targeted organizations was by challenging their reputations in the community and denying them a platform to gain legitimacy. Hoover specifically designed programs to block leaders from spreading their philosophy publicly or through the communications media. Furthermore, the organization created and controlled negative media meant to undermine black power organizations. For instance, they oversaw the creation of documentaries, documentaries skillfully edited to paint the Black Panther Party as aggressive and false newspapers that spread misinformation about party members. The ability of the FBI to create distrust within and between revolutionary organizations tainted their public image and weakened chances at unity and public support. The FBI specifically developed tactics intended to heighten tension and hostility between various factions in the Black Power Movement, for example, between the Black Panthers and the U.S. organization. For instance, the FBI sent fake letters to, an or to the U.S. organization exposing a supposed Black Panther plot to murder the head of the U.S. organization, Ron Karenga. They then intensified this by spreading falsely attributed cartoons in the Black communities pitting the Black Panther Party against the U.S. organization. This resulted in numerous deaths, among which were San Diego Black Panther Party members John Huggins, Bunchy Carter, and Sylvester Bell. Another example of the FBI's anonymous letter 
writing campaign is how they turned the Blackstone Rangers head. Jeff Fort against former ally Fred Hampton by stating that Hampton had hit on Fort. They also were instrumental in developing the rift between Black Panther Party leaders Eldridge Cleaver and Huey Newton as executed through false letters inciting the two leaders of the Black Panther Party. Illegal Surveillance Too many people have been spied upon by too many government agencies and too much information has been illegally collected. The government has often undertaken the secret surveillance of citizens on the basis of their political beliefs, even when those beliefs pose no threat of violence or illegal acts on behalf of a hostile foreign power. The government, operating primarily through secret and biased informants, but also using intrusive techniques such as wiretaps, microphone bugs, surreptitious mail opening and break-ins has swept in vast amounts of information about the personal lives, views, and associations of American citizens. Investigations of groups deemed potentially dangerous and even groups suspected of associating with potentially dangerous organizations have continued for decades, despite the fact that those groups did not engage in any unlawful activity. Groups and individuals have been assaulted, repressed, harassed, and disruptive because of their political and social beliefs and their lifestyles. Investigations have been based upon vague standards whose breadth made excessive collection inevitable. Unsavory, harmful, and vicious tactics have been employed, including anonymous attempts to break up marriages, disrupt meetings, ostracize persons from their professions, and provoke target, target groups into rivalries that might result in deaths. Intelligence agencies have served the political and personal objectives of presidents and other high officials. While the agencies often committed excesses in responses to pressure from high officials in the executive branch and Congress, they also occasionally initiated improper activities and then concealed them from officials whom they had a duty to inform. Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.